Allahu Ta'ala exists and is one. All creatures were non-existent, and they will become non-existent. We recognize the things around us through our sense organs. Things that affect our sense organs are called beings, creatures, existence. Beings' effects on our five senses are called properties or attributes, by which they are distinguished from one another. Light, sound, water, air, and glass are all beings. They all exist. Beings that have size, weight, and volume, in other words, that occupy a place in space are called substances or matter. Substances are distinguished from one another by their properties or qualities. Air, water, stone, and glass are each a substance. Light and sound are not substances because they neither occupy space nor have weight. Every being carries energy or power. That is, it can do work. Every substance can be in three states, solid, liquid, and gas. Solid substances have shapes. Liquid and gaseous substances take the shape of the container they are in, and they do not have specific shapes. A substance having a shape is called an object. Substances are mostly objects. For instance, keys, pins, tongs, shovels, and nails are different objects having different shapes. But they all may be made of the same matter, that is, iron. There are two kinds of substances, elements and compounds. Changes always take place in every object. For instance, it may move and change its place or become bigger or smaller. It may become ill or die if it is a living being. These changes are called events. No change occurs in matter unless there is an exterior effect. An event that does not make any change in the essence of matter is called a physical event. Tearing a piece of paper is a physical event. Some power must affect a substance so that a physical event may happen to that substance. Events that change the composition or essence of substances are called chemical events. When a piece of paper burns and turns into ashes, a chemical event takes place. A substance has to be affected by another substance so that a chemical event may happen in that substance. When two or more substances interact and a chemical event takes place in each, it is called a chemical reaction. Chemical reaction between substances, that is, their affecting one another, occurs between their tiniest units, which can take part in a chemical change and are called atoms. Every object is made of atoms. Although the structures of atoms are alike, their sizes and weights are different. Therefore, we know of 118 kinds of atoms today. Even the biggest atom is so tiny that it cannot be seen through the most powerful microscope. When similar atoms come together, they form an element. Since there are 118 kinds of atoms, there are 118 elements. Iron, sulfur, mercury, oxygen, and carbon are each an element. When different atoms come together, they form a compound. There are hundreds of thousands of compounds. Water, alcohol, salt, and lime are compounds. Compounds form by the combination of two or more elements or atoms. All objects, that is mountains, seas, all kinds of plants, and animals are composed of 118 elements. The building stones of all living and lifeless substances are the 118 elements. All substances are formed by the combination of the atoms of one or more of these 118 elements. Air, soil, water, heat, light, electricity, and germs dissociate the compounds or cause substances to combine with one another. No change happens without a cause.
In these changes, atoms, the units of elements, migrate from one substance to another, or leave one substance and become free. We see objects disappear, but, because we judge by their outlook, we are mistaken. For this outward disappearing or appearing is nothing but a transformation into other substances. The disappearing of an object, that is, that of a corpse in the grave, is a change into new substances such as water, gases, and earthen substances. If the new substances that come into being through a change do not affect our sense organs, we cannot realize that they come into being. For this reason, we say that the former object disappeared, while it only underwent a change. We see also that the nature of each of the 118 elements change and that physical and chemical events happen in each element. When an element combines with another or others in a compound, it ionizes, that is, its atoms lose or gain electrons. And thus, the element's various physical and chemical properties change. The atom of each element is made up of a nucleus and a varying number of small particles called electrons. The nucleus is at the center of the atom. The nuclei of atoms of all elements except hydrogen are made up of particles called protons and charged with positive electricity, and neutrons which carry no electric charge. The electron is a small particle that carries negative electricity and moves round the nucleus. The electrons revolve in their orbits every moment and change their orbits. It is evidenced in radioactive elements that there are changes called fissions and fusions, taking place in the nuclei of atoms, too. Further, in these nuclear fissions, one element turns into another, and some mass of matter ceases to exist and turns into energy. And this change has been formulated by the Jewish physicist Einstein, died 1955-1375. So, like compounds, elements change and may turn from one into another. Every substance, living or lifeless, changes. That is, the old one disappears and a new one comes into being. Every living being, plant or animal, that exists today, used to be non-existent, and there were other living beings. And in the future, none of the present living beings will remain, and some other living beings will come into existence. So is the case with all lifeless beings. All living and lifeless beings that is, the element iron, and the compounds stone, and bone, and all particles always change. That is, the old ones disappear, and others come into being. When the properties of the substance that comes into being and those of the substance that disappears are alike, man, being unable to notice this change, supposes that the substance is always existent. An example of this is seen in a movie where a different picture comes before the eye at certain short intervals. Yet, unable to notice this, the viewers suppose that the same picture moves on the screen. When a piece of paper burns and becomes ashes, we say that the paper disappeared and ashes came into being, because we notice this change. When ice melts, we say that ice disappeared and water came into being. It is written at the beginning of the book, Sharh al-Aqaid, because all beings signify Allah Ta'ala's existence, all creatures are called the Alam, everything other than Allah Ta'ala. Also, each class of beings of the same kind is called an Alam. For example, the Alam, world of human beings, the Alam of angels, the Alam of animals, the Alam of the lifeless, 
or each object is called an alam. It is written in the 441st page of the book, Sharh al-Mawakif, by Sayyid Sharif Ali Jurjani, died Shiraz, 1413-816. The alam, that is, all beings, are creatures, hadith. Footnote. The word hadith means created later, that which has come into being later, in contrast to hadith, which means the saying of the Prophet Muhammad In other words, they had been non-existent, they came into being later. We also explained above that creatures always come into being from one another. Both matter and attributes of objects have been created later. On this subject, there have been four different beliefs. 1. According to Muslims, Jews, Christians, and fire worshippers, Zoroastrians, Parsis, both matter and attributes of substances have been created later. 2. According to Aristotle and the philosophers following him, both matter and attributes of substances were eternal. They said that they had not come into being out of nothing and that they always existed. Modern chemistry positively proves that this argument is wrong. A person who believes or says so goes out of Islam and becomes a disbeliever. Also, Avicenna ibn Sina Hussein died 1037-428, and Muhammad Farabi died Damascus 950-339, said substances were eternal. 3. According to the philosophers preceding Aristotle, Matter was eternal, but the attributes have been created later. Today, most scientists have this wrong belief. 4. No one has said that matter had been created later and that the attributes are eternal. Greek philosopher Galen, Galenus, was unable to decide on any of these four types. Muslims prove in several ways that matter and its attributes have been created later. The first way is based on the fact that matter and all its particles are always changing. Something that changes cannot be eternal. It has to be created later, since the process of each substance is coming into being from the one that precedes it cannot go as far back as to the eternal past. These changes should have a beginning, that is, some initial substances should have been created out of nothing. If there were not an initial substance created out of nothing, that is, if the process of succession whereby a substance originates from another substance preceding it went far back to the endless past, there would not be a beginning for substances coming into being from one another, and no substance would exist today. The present existence of substances and their originating from one another show the fact that they have multiplied from the initial substances which were created from nothing. Furthermore, a stone that falls from the sky cannot be said to have come from infinitude, infinite space, infinity, or time, eternity, since these words denote having no beginning or bound. Coming from infinitude, then, comes to mean coming from non-existence, and something which is said have come from infinitude should have not come at all. It would be unreasonable, non-scientific, and illiterate to say it comes from infinitude. Likewise, men's multiplying from one another cannot be coming from eternity. They must have multiplied beginning with the first man who was created out of nothing. If it is claimed that there had not been a first man created out of nothing, and men's multiplying from one another had come from eternity, necessarily no man should have existed. The case is the same with every being. It would also be unreasonable, 
non-scientific, and illiterate to say, so it has come and so will it go. There were no initial substances created out of nothing. Regarding the substances or beings originating from one another, change does not indicate being eternal. Though it seems to be created out of nothing, that is, it shows not the quality of being wajib al-wujud, the indispensable existence, but being mumkin al-wujud, that may come into existence out of non-existence and may become non-existent while being existent. Question. The Creator Himself and the attributes of the Creator of the Alam, all beings, are eternal. Does not the Alam have to be eternal too? Answer. We always witness the fact that the Creator, who is eternal, changes substances and particles through various means or causes, that is, he annihilates them and creates others in place of them. The eternal creator, when he wills, always creates substances from one another. Like creating every world of beings, alam, every substance and every particle through some means, Allah Ta'ala can create them without any cause or means whenever he wills. One believing that worlds of beings are created later also believes that they will become non-existent again. It is obvious that beings created while having been non-existent can become non-existent again. We see now that many beings become non-existent. Being a Muslim requires believing in the fact that substances and objects and all beings were created from nothing and that they will cease to exist again. We witness that objects come into existence while having been non-existent and cease to exist again. That is, their shapes and properties disappear. When objects cease to exist, their substances remain. Yet, as we have explained above, these substances are not eternal, but were created a very long time ago by Allah Ta'ala who will annihilate them again on the last day. Today's scientific knowledge does not prevent us from believing this fact. Not believing it means to deny science and signifies hostility against Islam. Islam does not reject scientific knowledge. It rejects omission of learning religious knowledge and of the duties of worshipping. Scientific knowledge does not deny Islam either. In fact, it confirms and verifies it. Because the universe came into existence later, it must have a creator who created it from nothing, since, as we have explained above, no event can take place by itself. Today, thousands of medicines, household items, industrial and commercial goods, electronic equipment, and weaponry are being manufactured in factories. Most of them are through sophisticated calculations and after hundreds of tests. Do people say that even one of them became existent by itself? No, they say that these are made knowingly and willingly, and all of them require a maker. Yet, they claim that millions of things and events, seen in the living and the lifeless, and discovered newly and delicately throughout centuries, most of them still with unknown structures, came into being by themselves accidentally. What could this hypocrisy be if not rough obstinacy or sheer idiocy? It is evident that there is one single creator who makes every substance and motion existent. This creator is wajib al-wujud. That is, he did not come into being after being non-existent. The creator must necessarily always be existent, and he does not need anything for his existence. If he had not always necessarily existed, the creator would have been mumkin al-wujud, 
or hadith, a creature as the world of beings is. Like a creature, he would have been created out of nothing or through changes out of another creature which, too, had to be created by another creator. Thus, an infinite number of successive creators being necessary. If we think in the same way as we have explained above, that changes in creatures cannot be infinite, it will be understood that there cannot be an infinite number of creators, and that creation was started by a first creator. Because if creators creating one another, one after the other, had gone back to eternity, there would have been no creator to begin with, and no creator would exist. Therefore, the first non-created creator is the unique creator of all creatures. There is no creator before or after that creator. The creator not being created always exists. If the creator ceased to exist for a moment, all creatures would also cease to exist. Wajib al-wujud does not need anything in any respect. One who has created the earth, the heavens, atoms, and the living in such a regular and delicate order should be omnipotent, omniscient, able to create at once whatever he wishes, and should be unique, but there should be no change in him. If the Creator were not omnipotent, and his power were not infinite, if he were not omniscient, he would not have been able to create creatures in such a regular and delicate order. If there were more than one Creator, and when their wishes for creating something would not agree, the ones whose wishes were left undone would not be creators and the things created would have been all mixed up. No change occurs in the creator. Before creating the universe, he was the same as he is now. As he created everything out of nothing, he always and still creates everything. Otherwise, any change would indicate being a creature and having been created from nothing. We have explained above that he always exists and will never cease to exist. Therefore, no change occurs in him. Just as creatures needed him in their creation initially, so they need him every moment. He alone creates everything, makes every change. In order for everything to be in harmony and for humans to be able to survive and be civilized, he creates everything through a means. As he creates causes, he creates their effecting and their ability to perform. Man's work is only to be a medium in causes affecting substances. Eating when hungry, taking medicine when sick, striking a match for lighting a candle, pouring some acid on zinc for obtaining hydrogen, mixing and heating lime with clay for making cement, feeding the cow for getting milk, building a hydroelectric power station for generating electricity and constructing any kind of factory, are all examples of acting by using the causes as mediums in Allah Ta'ala's creating new things. Man's will and power, too, are the means created by Allah Ta'ala. Men are means for Allah Ta'ala's creating. Allah Ta'ala wants to create in this manner. As is seen, it would be an ignorant word incompatible with reason, science, and religion to say, Man created such and such thing. Humans have to love the, the unique creator who creates them, makes them survive, and creates and sends the things they need. They should be his servants and slaves. That is, human creatures have to worship and revere Allah Ta'ala. This is written at length in the letter in the introduction to the current book. The name of this indispensable existence, of this unique deity, of this God, is personally declared to be 
Allah. Humans have no right to change the name which Allah Ta'ala personally made known. An act which would be done without having the right to do it would be a very wrong, loathsome deed. Christians and their priests believe that there are three creators. The discussions we have presented above prove the fact that there is only one creator and that the arguments offered by Christianity and priests are spurious and heretical.